All right, it is four o'clock. Elliot, you ready? All right, are we ready? Caroline, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Um, all right. Ready to call the meeting to order. Roll call. Oh, uh, Hold on, let's start over. All right, are we ready? Okay. Yes. What's it? All right, uh, let's call the meeting to order. Okay. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Present. Mr. Kubicki. Present. Ms. Hughes. Present. Okay, let's stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. The Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, uh, I make a motion to approve the signing of the meeting minutes, uh, the regular meeting minutes of March 9th, 2021. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, now we move on to open forum. We have some questions from open forum? Yes. Um, the first is a Facebook post from Jennifer Sharp of Columbia Township. And it says, thanks for the gift card with a nice picture. <laughs> Thanks for the gift card. We got to try Patron for the first time, and we will definitely be back. Hello, margarita and enchiladas, exclamation point. Thank you again for the generosity heart emoji. And it's nice to hear that. It's yes. great to hear great feedback yeah. to know that this stuff means something. So I like when people take the time to do it. And I've heard great feedback through the community on this, one of the best programs. So Yeah. Yeah. My people can't believe it. Yeah. It's unprecedented, they said. Good. Great, great stuff. Thank you. Then I have a letter, um, let's see, from Mike Ty about the waste levy. And um, it says, thanks again for sending me your agenda and keeping me informed and being transparent. I noticed that the waste levy is on tonight's agenda. As I've asked before, why not either suspend the levy for a year or more? The second option, cut the levy in half, maybe to 1.6 mils, during the process picking up the new valuations. This would substantially cut everyone's taxes, especially during these trying times when many are having trouble making ends meet and most importantly, maintaining our quality of services to the residents. This is possible due to the surplus in the general fund because of the JEDS JEDZ funds and the additional cannabis funds. The 1.6 mills should pay for the Rumpke contract and the employees can be paid out of the general fund as most local communities do. Thanks for your time, Mike Ty. Well, thank you, Mike, and uh, thank you for the positive words in terms of the economic development deals we've done, both the JEDZ and the uh, medical marijuana. I mean, Melissa, help me out. How much does the JEDZ generate? About a million bucks a year for mm -hmm. us? Our net is about a million a year. About a million dollars a year in additional revenues because of that decision that was made by the trustees, which is really uh, nice money. And um, and then uh, now this year we've got our first check, and we got two clinics. It's completely foreign to us in terms of what the what the medical marijuana was going to do. We created a solution to make a deal rather than declare a moratorium because we knew 
making a deal where we could share revenues with the medical marijuana dispensaries would create revenues for us. And you got the first check in from one of the dispensaries, but not the second. And how much was that? $370,000 for the first year. For the first clinic. And we don't know whether the first, the second clinic did more or less, but for the sake of just guessing, we're taking a leap of faith that they did at least 200. So we could have seen 570 in revenues, it could be more. And the hard part about it is Melissa has well pointed out, and I've never smoked marijuana or had anything to do with marijuana in my life personally, but you wonder with COVID if people are, you know, kind of using more or using less. Is it new? Is it old? We really don't know. We've always said we're going to keep an eye on those additional sources of revenues on whether we could do something to soften some of the tax revenues. And I'm proud of the creativity and the hard work that has taken place to put our township in the luxurious financial position to decide what to do. We've always had an eye on thinking, that could we ever roll back or soften taxes? I don't want to use roll back because I don't know what those words mean, but to soften the tax burden. But at the same time, we also want to move forward with investing in the community, investing in roads and infrastructure, et cetera. But, uh, but the Jed Z brings in over a million. Uh, now medical marijuana, let's presume, is going to bring in a half million in the first year. Those are just great decisions this community's made. Kudos to all the people involved that made them. And um, uh, see, with the early results of medical marijuana, are, it's real money. We, rather than seeing 60 grand, we're seeing a real number. So that's exciting. Uh, we've always said we want to see how much money's coming in from that before we got too aggressive on considering tax relief. Uh, uh, now we got our first check, etc. cetera. Um, we hope it goes uh, up every year, but we don't know. And did, pe uh, pe did people use more or less, as I was mentioned? Do we want to do something um, for the community to kind of give back and let everybody kind of feel it? Of course we do. Now, the question even Melissa was suggesting is, do we put in a program to, up to upgrade the roads quicker? Do we go do some things like that that are creative? And then yesterday I was in a podcast with Brian, and Brian mentioned, uh, what can we do? What about softening taxes? And I thought, you know what? It's, we're, we're late in the game. I mean, in terms of what we're going to do, I got a feeling the taxes are going to continue to go, or the revenues are going to continue to go up for medical marijuana. I said, but I always believe that Melissa runs the township, as we said before the meeting started. And if, because we're going to hold you accountable if something goes bad. So the idea is, is <laughs> yeah, so advocate your position to Melissa, and I could get behind it. This happened as late as, what, 10 o'clock yesterday morning? And I said, advocate it to Melissa. I, I'll get behind it if she is, and um, let's do something. Uh, she'd mentioned roads. You're mentioning softening taxes in some way, shape, or form, and I don't know what the right phraseology, and I'll leave it up to Melissa to talk about later. And I said, certainly talk to Susan. And... Um, uh, so you advocate, advocate your position to her. Melissa and I debated on the best solution, and she came up with a plan she could live with, uh, given the uncertainty of the medical marijuana ongoing on future revenues, and that's where we are. So, Brian, I'll let you suggest what, what happened and where we are, and I guess we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, or do you want to save that for later? It's actually later on the agenda. But it's later on the agenda, but I just wanted you to let you understand the genesis that that's always been on our mind, is how much money's yes. coming in. A real <coughs> check came in from the first clinic. We think a real check's going to come from the second clinic, maybe not as much. Kind of thinking it's going to continue to grow every year, but we're not sure. But we hope so. And uh, Melissa had a great plan for the roads and not uh, kind of softening taxes, and then Brian Yesterday, we wanted to advocate a position to maybe give a little bit of a tax a thing. So I'll, I'll let yeah. you go editorialize from there. Well, you said it really well that the township, prior to me, um, did a lot of creative things to raise money and 
and reduce the burden of the taxpayers. This is a beautiful way. This cannabis money is other people's money, as you phrase it, and it helps us pay for our services. And that's what it was intended to do by people like yourself, Ms. Hughes, uh, Mike Lemon, that put creative ways, and not just the, the marijuana dispensary, all the grants that we do, the Jed Z, the TIF, all of these things are a great way to have the great services, maintain the great services that we have, and keep the taxes as low as possible. Now taxes, everybody's gonna complain about taxes no matter what they are. I do. And so we'll talk about it here like a limit, but we're not gonna raise taxes. We're gonna to try to leverage the marijuana money as, well, as best we can. So kudos to a lot of people that have worked in the township for a long time. And, and, and as I would say, again, as we address this, this is a good problem to have. Now the question is, what do you do with it? And, and you don't want to get too aggressive when you're really not sure. But, you know, I give Brian and Melissa credit, and Susan obviously for supporting it, and myself for supporting it too, or hopefully supporting it tonight. Um, but uh, to uh, look and say, what can we do so that the community feels it? Because everybody hears about Jed Z, and they hear about medical marijuana, and what does it do for me? And I think it's time we take a leap of faith and deliver something to the residents. So I think it's a terrifically exciting, and I'm glad you paid homage to some of the people from the past that were involved with it. But um, this shows the creativity that we're doing. We've got, I mean, now up to a million and a half dollars in new revenues to this township that we never would have seen if it wasn't for some really cool and creative decision making. And we think there's more to come. So that said, we will address what we're doing and how we're doing this a little bit later. And then we'll go back to the open forum. I have a letter from uh, Carl Jones. Columbia Township trustees, I hear a lot about the Little Miami Fire District, District problems in the Madison Place, Plainville, Seven Hills areas with the addition of the Village of Marymount in some sort of way. Will we get less service or higher taxes? The Madison Place, Plainville, Seven Hills area is already paying higher taxes than the Gulf Manor Firehouse area. Also, I have not heard of any solutions to the removal of Village of Golf Manor from the district in December 2021. How will this affect the whole township? Will it raise our taxes? How will the loss of equipment be solved? What will be the cost to the township? Will the Deer Park Silverton Fire Department be a part of the solution? Has the township consultant solved these problems yet after a year? Yes or no? Why is the township extending a contract with very little results? These are the issues for the township administrator to solve, which is already compensated. She has been at this type of work for many years, and I believe she can do it. Please solve these important questions. Give the residents good answers, not vague ones. Um, that's why you trustees were elected. Thanks, Carl Jones. Okay. Um, well, I've just kind of got this, so bear with me if I'm a little sloppy on answering. But first of all, I'm not aware, I'm not hearing about the problems that he suggested um, in the fire department uh, from the rest of the community. I personally have never heard anybody complain or suggest any problems. And Brian, have you heard anything? Nope. Have you heard anything, Susan? All I hear is good things. Melissa? No one's called or mentioned to me. So I'm sorry that they seem to be reaching out to Carl Jones with the problems when they can certainly call or reach out to the township uh, via email, any way you know how to connect, or the telephone number is 561-6046. Or Carl, next time they reach out to you, you certainly have my cell phone number. You can give it to them, so they can certainly call me. But I'm not aware. I'm not aware that they specifically have problems. Um, it's we've we've 
discussed before that it's maybe been a little bit underfunded. We could use another uh, logical partner. But uh, then the question was reading, and I'm just reading this out loud. Will we get higher taxes and less service? Question mark is a question he asked. Uh, I will tell you right now, I would not spend any time or energy on anything that we would get less service and higher taxes. So that absolutely, fundamentally, there's no chance of that. Our goal is to have the safest, best staffed, best equipped, best trained fire department with enough uh, partners, logical partners, that we can provide it at the best cost. Um, the question was raised about Gulf Manor leaving or being out of it in December. Uh, Gulf Manor's put in writing their plans to leave the district at the end of 2021 and we're operating on that assumption and we plan to continue with their great service to Ridgewood and Rid the Ridge and Highland area so we both have equities they want to provide that service and we want them to provide it and we intend for them to provide it so I don't see any reason to think that that's not going to happen. Um, has the township consultant solved our problems why are we extending the contract? Uh, well, the township consultant is Mike Lemon, as I'm assuming everybody knows, and certainly Carl Jones knows that. And uh, he's not here to solve all these problems. His role is to, is to play a role in providing information and ideas to best continue uh, the, the, with the multiple entities to come up with better solutions than what we've been doing for decades. Well before me, well before anything else, these... The, the idea that everybody was working independently and has suffered financially for it has been going on for decades. It's, as Mike Lemon said before he left, it's one of the most difficult and complex issues to deal with. You deal with multiple entities, egos, personalities, safety, uh, jobs. There's so many things that go into it, and different entities and political entities. But uh, one thing we did do, or at least I spearheaded doing, was when I was on the fire board, I realized that we were sorely missing the expertise of a guy like Mike Lemon with his administrative and financial background to better uh, have us understand so that we can make better decisions what we were dealing with. I mean, he's got an expertise in that that I don't have the skill set to do, and a lot of the other um, former trustees that have served on the board didn't have the skill set. So Mike has provided a lot of structure and understanding what are we dealing with, what are the facts, and he's done it. And he now knows it better than anybody. So um, uh, he knows it better than anybody, and since he's lived also in Marymount for 30 years and served as their mayor, if anybody didn't know that, he knows that community as well. So the idea of trying to get Marymount to change or do something different in terms of the way they think and having their own fire service there's nobody that's better equipped than Mike Lemon and more valuable to us. And again, hard, hardest thing any of us have had to deal with. I, we've made great progress. We're extremely optimistic, but um, it's not that easy. And um, it's been going on for decades. Two fire departments, I'm talking about Fairfax and Marymount, that are within a mile of each other, that drive through each other's communities to serve, provide service. It makes no sense. All I can do is I'm trying to bring the best team together to put the information out there and hope that the right informed decisions can be made and that's all I can do. And I think we're as close as we've ever been, but keep in mind, uh, change is hard, new ways of doing things are hard. Also keep in mind that I personally don't even serve on the Little Miami Fire Board. I really have no say in it, but I chose to get involved because I thought I could help. I don't vote on Marymount's Council. I'm not on Marymount's Council. I don't vote it and I'm hoping that they get the information believe the information, trust the information, and make good decisions. I don't vote on Fairfax's council. They need to be involved, and uh, that's a whole council member uh, group there. And I'm only one of three votes on this board, So, um, but I'm cautiously optimistic common sense will prevail, and this deal will get done. 
but I can't guarantee it, and we will continue to bring in the best resources we can. And as far as Melissa not being involved, Melissa's as skilled as anybody to deal with any of these things. But I want Melissa focusing on how we go get, what have we gotten in grants since we've been here? Over about a million? A million one. About a million one in grants and focusing on the future, focusing that. She serves on the fire board, so does, so does uh, Brian Lamar here. But the idea of let's use the resources of the best, most knowledgeable people from the past that have dealt with it to help solve that, keep Melissa focusing on the positive, and then eventually Brian and Melissa will come in when we figure out what entity is the new fire board going to look like, what's going to happen, and then when this thing settles, everything will take care of itself. That said, Brian, I'm, I'm going to lean to you next. Do yeah. you want anything to offer that? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, you said a lot of it yourself, but I'll reiterate. You're not on the Little Miami Fire Board. You're kind of, you're working because you've built relationships and you know you were formerly on the Fire Board. You've known this over time. And so you don't have to do that. Your experience is valuable. And we, I mean, thank you for that. The community should be thank you for that. Um, Mike Lemon, I mean, Melissa came in at a weird time, right? She came in as COVID was starting. Um, this is a very complex issue. Trying to figure out fire for nine islands in a township is really challenging. And so, Getting Mike, who understands this better than anyone, like you mentioned, is is huge for us. Um, you mentioned that Melissa and I are on the fire board. We do a lot in terms of trying to figure this out. And I'll talk a little bit more about this during the, um, we have uh, district reports. And, and we still have the day-to-day -day yes. oversight as board members with the current fire operations. This is a parallel path. The yes. reorganization is parallel path and requires separate attention. And we meet two, three times a month just on current fire administration yes. that is a completely separate future issue yep uh, and again if we, if we see a stall where marymount's not going to join and mike lemon <coughs> doesn't serve a productive purpose then obviously we will we will end there but right now we, we we're optimistic and they trust them we've got a lot of momentum we've gained a lot of ground and i think everybody realizes it needs to get done but you have the public to deal with you have a lot of people that have done the same thing the same way for decades it takes a lot of hard work and it takes the best consultants and uh, yes, we need Mike Lemon sorely, and um, and he's been an invaluable resource both from strategy, financial, um, administrative insight, knowledge, and trust. Uh, so that's the answer to that, and we're going to continue to do so. And I'm hoping for great results. And in a year from now, if we merge, I want um, everybody to go look and go, you did it, okay? And and I'm not saying we're going to do it. But at least I'll go home and go to bed saying I did everything I could, put this to rest, and it's done. Either positively or it didn't get done, and uh, we'll move on. And we will solve the problem. We will provide great services. That's never in question. We have the resources to do it. It's a matter of how we're going to do it. So I don't know if you want to add anything to this, Susan? Okay. Okay. All right. That we move on. Other th oh, it's open forum. Anything else? Okay. Let's move on to the fiscal officer's report with Ms. Heekin again. Thank you. Um, for um, March ends the, uh, <clears throat> sorry, March is the end of the first budget quarter. The general fund ending balance is $2,566,906, which is a decrease of 8% from February. Restricted fund ending balance is $4,573,475, which is down 2% from February. These funds combined total $7,140,381, which is a decrease of 2% from February. Revenues for March 
were $25,456. Expenses were $235,168. Year-to-date revenues are $265,346 with expenses at $347,743. Our next significant revenue receipt will occur in well, in April 2021, so this mm. April. We just received <laughs> it. We just received it with the first <laughs> half property tax settlement. And um, again, I want to reiterate that voter approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of our wonderful public services to residents. The JEDSI business revenues supplement the cost of services that exceed our property tax revenues. And thanks to some of the successful things that we've already talked about in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to provide residents with exceptional services at a lower cost. Okay, thank you. Uh, next, we move on to the road superintendent report uh, with uh, about Mr. Cervisi. Do we have any questions or anything to, to offer that is out of the norm? Okay. Snow and ice. There you go. <laughs> Should be over. Yeah, the weather's great. Wait, it's not Mother's Day yet. <laughs> All right, then we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. So we finally have a actual signs of new life at the Madison House Firehouse. Uh, although the trustees uh, and staff have been talking for the past year about what is the next best uh, second act for the firehouse house, and you've decided to give it back to the community, and we've been engaging the community in small groups to talk about ideas about what, what does that look like. While we continue to do that, we are going to move forward with repairing the firehouse, significant repairs. So if you have had a chance to travel uh, down Murray, you will see there's been heavy equipment staged since the beginning of April. We are upgrading the storm uh, sewer system so that we don't have any flooding at the firehouse. So it's just so amazing. And we've been getting phone calls and emails of people saying, love to see the progress. We're so thrilled with what you're doing with the firehouse. So drop some pictures into your report. Also have put pictures on Facebook. People are interested in the progress at the firehouse, so we've started posting pictures to Facebook so that people can see that progress. Everybody, everybody that's seen that building and been to any event has always loved that building, so I'm glad we're trying to go create, it has create a, a solution. Really cool factor. Yes. Really cool factor. You, got, you made the right decision. Uh, the 20, uh, you've been listening to this from me for almost a year, but this time I really mean it. <laughs> the 2018-19 Columbia audit by the state of Ohio has ended. And on the accounting uh, side of the audit, uh, we received what's called an unmodified decision, which in the auditor's words is the best that you can receive. There were a couple of items that the auditor flagged that they would like for us to improve. None were material. One example of that, that is that we have a public records policy. And to make sure that all employees are familiar with the public records policy, not just Kim and me, who are the public records managers, they would like for us to add that to the uh, employee policy manual. So things like that, just best practices that they are learning. So if anyone would like a copy of that, I can make that available. Um, Lieutenant Enderley can cover uh, in his report a reminder about the upcoming DEA National Prescription Drug Take Back event and on um, the continuing subject of the pandemic and vaccinations in order to ramp up vaccinations in Ohio the uh, CentOS Center which formerly was serving as a pop-up 
mass vaccination center on weekends only is now open all days and uh, the goal is to vaccinate uh, 3,000 people per day. So there's a number of different ways uh, online that you can register for that. And the primary site, which we have all this information on our website and also have put it on Facebook, is to Google Get the Shot Ohio, and it'll bring that up. Uh, under Parks, Paths, and Roads, a couple of comments about the Murray Path, and I'm just going to go high level because uh, I know, Brian, that you might want to mention this when you get to your trustee report. But specifically, on the Murray Path, which we partnered with Marymont to support, we made, a, uh, in Marymont's very nice words, a very generous contribution to support connectivity. Uh, the Marymont uh, has awarded a construction contract and so uh, in the month of May there will they will construct the extension of the Murray path from Settle to Plainville so um, I'll leave the fun stuff to uh, Brian but on the more technical side uh, the contractor is going to need to change traffic patterns uh, in order to stage all the heavy equipment to do the path extension so we will be reaching out shortly and, and Lieutenant Enderley and also I reached out to Chief uh, Timmers at the Little Miami Joint Fire District uh, because of emergency response. We will be reaching out to the residents who live on Murray on the north side uh, between Plainville and, and um, to, to the west to settle to coordinate that there will be no parking and then the traffic pattern will change. But the project is going to move very quickly and so uh, there should not be a major disruption. Uh, so Brian I'll leave that to you with, with uh, your report. And another thing that Marymont offered, and we have here in the administrative offices if anyone is interested, the construction is proceeding and then this fall the path will be landscaped and uh, Marymont has a proposed landscaping plan and a, a rendering that is beautiful. It's in your packets. We have extra large format copies here at the administration building so if anyone wants to stop by and pick them up or I can email you digital versions and then on the flyer there's a way to post comments on Facebook with Marymont, Facebook uh, Marymont, to email or to, to call. So all of that is in the flyer as well. And one thing I want to add to that, so I, what I'm thinking of it is, is it, it's fun to partner with Marymont both on the my bike trail from the 50, 50 West perspective to up on Murray Path because I think it bleeds into even we're trying to do stuff together the fire department and everything else they see the dynamic creativity financial stability of what we're doing so I think that's great when I keep hearing us working with Marymont it's great to hear that and they're very generous in reaching out to us yes, they to are. share and invite Absolutely. us in Brian and I participated in the pre-construction for the path um, and we are going to reciprocate also I've reached out to the Historical Society to invite them to partner with us on the Firehouse Project. Right. Uh, actually, Stacy um, Bryant had, in our stakeholder engagement, Stacy Bryant had brought that up. That would be a great connection and totally agree, and we've, we've done that as well. And then also reach out to Marymont City Council and share with them what we're doing since our Firehouse faces Marymont Square. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of chatting between neighbors over the fence. Yes, it's all great. Uh, one of the things I learned about the path that I did not know is that they pulled the trolley tracks in 1942. So here we are in 2021 and we are now going to make much better use of that space. So the trolley tracks were pulled in 1942. Our firehouse was built in 1950. So two assets from that era 
in 2021 are going to come back to life. And I think the timing of that is super. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that is. That's a great point. Okay. I love that. Okay. Uh, Hill and Dale reconstruction is uh, the final asphalt will be laid in mid-May, depending on weather. Um, I've mentioned before that we have five road and pedestrian studies underway. And uh, most significant at this meeting is that we have a request to the trustees to authorize me later on the agenda to enter into a contract with the Hamilton County engineer so that we can proceed with upgrading the pedestrian crossing at Plainville between Porsche and uh, the Madison Place Coffee. So we'll talk about that in a little more detail. We're really making a big push over this past year to look at pedestrian mobility, connectivity between different modes of transportation, vehicular and non-vehicular, and also safety and speeding. So that is a very important piece, and I, I don't want um, to lose sight of that. Closing with the We Love Our Businesses segment. We are at halftime. This is where I practice my sports literacy, which really is very bad. <laughs> so we are at halftime on our second business stimulus. This year's stimulus was to help our restaurants through winter. We are probably through it, but we are not entirely through the restrictions being lifted on dining room capacity. So there's still a lot of opportunity for, for carryout and the weather is now improving and so there's an opportunity for eating outdoors. So we have uh, given out to our residents nearly 1,000 gift cards worth $25 each. We're going to do a second half push toward the goal line. We'll do a direct mailer probably in a couple of weeks to offer a, a couple more gift cards. Uh, if, and in return for, as we always do, resident engagement uh, so we will have that out here in the next couple of weeks, and then that program will wrap up July 1. So that was a, a, a really great And program. kudos to all you guys involved, because that, that was a great program that helped the restaurants, helped, like you said, the, yeah. the residents get engaged, get us better access to giving you giving information out rather than just constant snail mail. So uh, it's fun to see it all happen and come together. We really enjoyed it. As, as um, Ms. Heakin read at the very beginning, one of the residents <coughs> picked up on our weekly posting featuring a different restaurant featured in the program and did a staging similar to our photographs. She actually did a really good job <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, said, here's my experience. And so that gave us actually the idea for this kind of second half. But when you get an email Playbook. like what you read earlier, which is that somebody's gone to a restaurant they've never been, that's yes. that's the ultimate byproduct of all of it. It's a, that's a huge win. So, and so recall from your neighborhood, uh, Peggy Landis, mm -hmm. who's lived here thirty, oh, thirty plus years, something years, mm -hmm. had not had a chance to go to a Madison Place business, mm -hmm. huh. Angelo's, right, went. <laughs> and loved it there you go and let us know so she would be an unlikely customer there so i think that's really cool that she did experience and thought okay a little culture for all this is good she loved it yes okay so let's close with uh the portion of the village expansion is underway i wanted to share it's very important so the new maserati alfa romeo building has been completed and the paving for the parking lot went in last week we've had breaks in between the rain in order to uh, for them to have that done and so I talked with Jim Woodall at Porsche and he wanted to make sure that I let everyone know that they are really excited that the next step is uh, and I don't know if this has happened this week I haven't been down there but that the construction safety fence is going to be taken it's down gone. it's down yep. gone great 
and now the next phase is landscaping and they're really excited about that. Uh, the landscaper has to uh, bring in new soil, Ohio clay, and so he has to do some remediation, some amendment, and uh, until the spring rains stop, he's not going to be able to do that, but they are committed to as soon as we get a dry spell, they can come in and start the landscaping and uh, really excited about, about that. Yeah. Uh, and a reminder that they are uh, in Eastern Columbia Township. They are lar not only our largest employer, but they're also the largest taxpayer, both in real property tax and earnings tax in Eastern Columbia Township. And that's my report. Okay. We have a special guest uh, from Hamilton um, County Development Company, uh, Mr. Dustin Montgomery, who is always on his game. <laughs> Sometimes entertaining, sometimes funny, <laughs> but always on his game. No pressure. Yes. So let, let us hear something great. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, I, I think I, I'm just going to keep my comments brief. You guys all have the report. Oh, don't do that to us. <laughs> you guys all have the report in your packets, uh, but I do want to call out three important uh, points from, from this last quarter. Um, I think some really good news from this past quarter is that several of our retail spaces that were vacated in 2020 uh, because of COVID um, and, and business challenges, they are now starting to come back by having new tenants being leased in those. Um, on Wooster Pike, we've got Scramblers coming in April um, in the former Flip Daddy's space. And, and that's April 14th is their grand opening, so let's give them a little bit of a plug here. Uh, the old yes. Flip Daddy Scramblers, down there by Kroger's on Wooster Pike is opening April 14th, and it's going to be a little bit like first watch, only a little more laid back and casual. Yes. Catch your guests or catch your Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> People can use them, too. Okay, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no you're fine. It's a great plug. Um, and then uh, just up the hill there, we've got a um, Marymount Promenade, the uh, water spa there. That space is going to be leased out and the tenant will be announced soon. Oh, good. So that space is going to be filling out. Um, also, very important, Columbia Township completed and provided a, a new round of restaurant stimulus grants, as we've been talking about, with the $25 gift cards that were provided to residents. That's what um, helped provide, uh, make that happen. And also, we completed uh, an outreach program to all of the key employers throughout the entire township. Um, and that was uh, met with great uh, success and positive feedback. So if there are no questions, then that is all I have. And again, I'm going to go back to Scramblers. I actually walked in that place. I don't know if any of you guys got a mm -hmm. chance to walk in, but they took all the cabinets down there around that bar, brightened the place up, and painted a lot of the, the colors white. It's just night and day in terms of how much they brighten the place up. It really is going to be neat. And uh, they're great operators. They have an operation in Sharonville right now. They know what they're doing, so we wish them the best of success. Get out and eat some eggs and bacon and whatever else they serve. They've got some great pictures on their Facebook page of the progress. Okay. Really nice inside. Can we, can we post those on ours? I was, you, oh. My next question. What's that? <laughs> Mimosas, will yes, they, yes, they will. Okay. Yes, they were, because they okay. did. Okay. <laughs> they, uh, apps, that, 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 yes, they do. That's important. And it, it, yeah, nice little bar area there, too, still. <clears throat> okay, that we move on to the per people that always keep us safe, and Lieutenant Enderly and the police report. So I just have a couple things tonight. Um, as Melissa mentioned, uh, I'd just like to remind everybody about the DEA National Drug Take Back. That's going to be occurring on Saturday, April 24th. 
from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and that's going to be at the Silverton uh, Village Administration Building, 6943 Montgomery Road. Uh, the residents can bring in any unused prescription drugs uh, for disposal, and uh, it's been a very successful program over the years, so uh, strongly encourage everybody, if they have any of those items at their house, um, by all means bring them up. Um, just a couple other things. Uh, we've noticed that uh, we've had some vehicles uh, that have been uh, rummaged through, some items stolen, and the majority of these are vehicles that are unlocked. So please encourage uh, um, your neighbors, yourselves, to uh, keep your vehicles secure. Because um, if you uh, leave stuff in them and leave them unlocked, uh, more than likely you'll be uh, the victim of one of these uh, thefts. So. Um, and the only other thing I have really at this point is, uh, is as Melissa mentioned, with uh, the safety of the motorists and, and whatnot and uh, the crosswalk, uh, warmer weather is approaching. Uh, it's going to be upon us. We're going to have a lot more people out walking around, people on bicycles. So um, all the folks out there that are, that are driving through the areas, the, uh, the neighborhoods, the business district, please pay attention to what's going on in front of you, uh, what's on the sidewalk, what's in the crosswalks. We just want everybody to have a wonderful, enjoyable, and safe summer. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, that we move on to, I'm going to combine the fire reports. Let's talk about the yep. fire reports, anything we haven't already reported, but with Mr. Lamar. Well, first of all, I want to mention, I ran into a couple of people from your sheriff's department. Within two different people within about 15 minutes of each other last week, one was going door to door, just checking on residents, and another one was at an actual, I saw, there was a, uh, a car that I caught on fire on Buckingham in Madison Place, and the officer came and just checked on the residents, and they were so professional and pleasant and nice and good service, so I, I just wanted to say, appreciate that. Didn't get their names, but you probably know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. That. And in terms of uh, fire report, um, I'll combine all this, but I mean, it's, it's really an honor and a privilege to be on the fire board. And so I take that seriously. So I, I spent a lot of time the past month um, visiting all the fire stations that service our community. And it's amazing there's three primary ones, not even counting the ones that provide mutual aid. But I went to station 66, that's in Fairfax. That's the primary one that services most of that part of Columbia Township. So that's Madison Place, um, Williams Meadow, on down Wooster Pike. Um, it's a newer station. I had dinner with them. Um, talked about their needs, um, great people. And that's, that's going to be a theme across any fire station I think anybody would ever go to, is the people are kind of the same, even though they might have different equipment, different, might be a, a station from 1940 or 2020, but the same people are there, and it's just amazing. Um, so I had a great time at that fire station. I, then I went to the Gulf Manor station, which is station 47, services the Ridge Fire District, which is Ridgewood and Ridge and Highland. Awesome people there, too. Love that old fire station. Sense of community there. It reminds me a little bit of like what the Madison Place fire station was back in the day. Again, great people. Talk to them again about what their needs are, how they can serve the community. Um, and then I went to the Deer Park Silverton station, station 89, which services really a sliver of Columbia Township on Stewart Road, but it also services I-71, maybe more importantly. There's a part of Columbia Township between um, Red Bank and I guess Ridge, which is all Columbia Township, and that's what they service. So that's, most of the runs are probably there. And um, they have a beautiful fire station, and you see in his report, and um, 
Chief Denny Matters report that they're considering solar lighting in their station, which is amazing. So hopefully they can pull that off. But the theme that really across it is that there's really good people in all these stations. Um, they've all been, like most of us, been kind of trapped in their work environment for the past year and haven't been able to kind of get out in the community. So I think that they're going to start keeping their, if you see their garage doors open, out washing their trucks like you used to see, encourage people to stop by and say hi to them. They want to be part of the community. They want to say hi to the residents. Almost all of them have been vaccinated. They're very safe. If you feel comfortable, say hi to the firemen. They're part of our community. They service us. They're, I mean, they're heroes. I could go on and on about it. Um, and then the only other thing I'll say in terms of kind of the reference in the email before that um, Carl wrote is that I think the primary function of the township is to provide basic services to its people, right? And that is of the utmost importance to us as trustees and fire board members is to ensure great service. And that is something that will not happen. Well, the, if you live in Ridgewood, you live in Madison Place, or regardless of the neighborhood, you will receive the same incredible service that you've always received. And so I just want to kind of end on that, unless you have any questions. No, I think it's a great point. Okay. Thank you. Okay, that we go move on to trustee reports. Is anything to report? We'll go back to you. I'll do a quick one on the bike path, which I'm really passionate about the bike path. And it's going to be an incredible way to, to connect all of our communities together. And we have these islands. It's kind of of utmost importance for Columbia Township because it will connect the islands together. And so the, the Murray path, which will have a groundbreaking ceremony on April 30th, if anybody would like to join. Um, it'll be at probably at the corner of Plainville and Murray, and right the, there. What's the date? April 30th. Okay. Th that's a Friday. It's a Friday. Yep. And then our firehouse, uh, back again to tie yes. the path with the firehouse, our firehouse yes. community-wide. Same day. Conversation Zoom is at noon, Friday. And yes. Then the groundbreaking. groundbreaking I don't have a time yet. Afternoon or evening. Yeah. Early evening, I think. Um, and like you mentioned, I love what you said. It's been amazing partnering with the Village of Marymount on this. And, you know, this bike path, the southern end is in Marymount and the northern end is in Columbia Township. And working together with them has been awesome. It was great for um, their community to invite us to their, their kickoff call. Um, a couple other things is that um, it should start May 3rd and end in early June. The bike path itself will be put together pretty quickly. Um, they're going to take down a couple poles. It'll look a little bit different through there. The old firelight has now been taken down by John Stravitsi, which we'll, we'll also use as part of the new firehouse, right? Yes. Um, so that will happen. And additionally, somewhat related to this is that um, the city of Cincinnati and Madisonville won a $130,000 grant to connect Bramble Park to the Murray Path. So down by Settle, um, Settle will going to go around to Bramble Park which is awesome, but there's a lot of our Columbia Township residents that live over there, Edith and Blaney, Cambridge, Murray, and so kind of connecting through Marymount, through Columbia Township, and back around to Bramble Park if you'd like to. That will all happen this year, along with Wasson Way going through Erie and connecting to Red Bank, and then through the, to the Murray Path. So a lot of connectivity with bike paths this year, and, and this is right on the heels of the one we did behind 50 West. Mm -hmm. Now take a deep breath. And <laughs> next, after this is all complete, by the way, you mentioned the um, landscaping will happen this fall. They don't want to do this over the summer. Um, there will be public input into the landscaping, but Marymont has said that our residents that live along there will also have input. That's amazing for them to partner with us on that. Um, and then the next step will be connecting somehow the Murray Path 
to 50 west, which is going to be a big challenge. East meets west. Yeah, that'll be the next. If we, hopefully we can do that before we retire. That'll be the tough one. That's all I wanted to mention about bike paths, so thank you. Uh, the only other thing I'll add to that is, is, again, a lot of the resources we've had, Jed Z, TIF from Wooste to, uh, you know, medical marijuana just gives us the resources to invest in the bike path, uh, keep our powder keg dry to invest in the firehouses necessary, et cetera, in addition to the grants and everything else. So that, those are the good things. If everybody wonders how they help the community, those are the things we're able to do. Uh, Susan, do you have anything to report to trustee reports? No, not at this time. Okay. That we move on to communications. Uh, any um, commentary on or questions about the communications? I just want to do a couple of quick things. We mentioned the bike path flyer for landscaping mm -hmm. uh, on the web or call us or stop by the office and we'll give you a large format. Um, we posted this as well on the web and on Facebook. FEMA has grant programs now to pay funeral costs for COVID-19 related deaths. It's not just for this year, but it's back to January 20th of 2020. We've posted this on the web and also on Facebook and uh, the link is online. And for anyone who is um, listening, um, who would like a phone number, we have that posted on online as well. Uh, there is our CARES funds that are available for people who are renting and are facing eviction now that the halt on eviction has been uh, has stopped, has ended, uh, or if you are a landlord and you are in process of evicting a family, there are funds depending on the tenant's um, income. So we uh, have that program um, through the Jobs and Family Services, and we can provide that information as well. We uh, do a monthly podcast as we've talked about here in the meetings before. The March podcast was on Ridgewood. I believe we talked about that at the, the last meeting. And um, we post that as well on our website. So people, if you're not on one of the 16 platforms that ESP Media publishes our podcast to, you can get it off of our website as well. And then yesterday, two days, yesterday, this week, <laughs> Uh, you mentioned that we did one on Madison Place, and I just received that link today, and we'll be posting that in the next day or two as well. That's out on all of the It's on our website. Ones, and it'll be on the website by tomorrow. So, If somebody just wanted to Google it, what would they do? Just Ma Madison Place, Podcast, Columbia Madison, Township? Columbia Township, Madison Place, okay. Columbia Township Podcast. Okay. Yes. Got it. And then finally on... Facebook, I mentioned earlier that we are keeping everyone up to date on the physical uh, progress at the firehouse. And also each week, as I've mentioned before, we post updates on, we feature a different restaurant involved in the stimulus. We take a picture of employees. We take a picture of the spread that you can get for $25, uh, even though you can mix and match it. Uh, and uh, so we've had, we've gone from re resurrecting no Facebook posts to this month we have pages of them so terrific progress on on the social media aspect of it as well okay then we move on to re resolutions Here we go we're gonna hand it right back to you Melissa okay. you're doing such a great job <laughs> pressure so <laughs> on our resolution our first resolution is one reading only it is a supplemental appropriation which is when we add funds to our budget that were not anticipated last uh, July 1 when we uh, finalized our 2021 budget. To supplement resolution 2101, 
2021, Columbia Township's 2021 Annual Appropriation and Supplemental Appropriation Resolutions 2104 and 2108 in 2021. These two items are to adjust additional funds for an item that is on the agenda later, which is a new dump truck for heavy haul, snow, and ice. Uh, we are appropriating those funds, and I will explain the detail on that at, at that resolution. And also, we extended, uh, the trustees extended the Silverton Fire District, uh, which, which, which was expiring in April through the end of this year, so the Silverton Fire District contract will line up with the conclusion of the Little Miami Joint Fire District um, with Gulf Manor and so all new fire contracts can begin again January 1 so that cost went up slightly month, month to month and so we put an additional amount in that so uh, this is a one reading only I've read the title of the resolution um, do you have any questions nope. may I have a motion I'll make a motion we approve do I hear a second second roll call Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, the resolution is in effect. The uh, second resolution this evening is for the first time in 17 years, <laughs> we are going to create an additional full-time position in Columbia Township. We have been operating on a very lean staff and the demands on administration are increasing. We have a crew of four in roads and services and we have one administrator and Kim Gray, our fabulous um, front office manager uh, off, um, with us. And what we're finding is that we have new residents who are moving in who need assistance in becoming familiar with our services uh, and connecting to the community. With our, uh, with our, some of our neighborhoods are older, and particularly during COVID, everyone, everyone was home and looking at the condition of people's yards and the condition of people's homes, and so our property management calls have spiked. And also, we have a lot of our neighborhoods are in demand. Uh, we're the next wave out of development, and so we have people who are buying homes and rehabbing them. We have people who are. Um, buying vacant lots and building on them and that requires a significant amount of time from staff as well. One of the things that I committed to you when you hired me a little over a year ago is that my professional career has been based on outstanding customer service. You know, I met you in the city of Mason. It was the gold standard in terms of we look at residents and we look at our businesses the same way that private companies look at their customers. You are so important to us and I feel through uh, having a very lean staff and particularly during COVID we have just in the audits every other year that, that take about half of Kim's time for six, seven, eight months that we are as quick as we can be on the phone and try to follow up and what I want to do is follow through on my commitment to you that as exceptional as our services are in road, snow, and ice, that we want exceptional services in the front office as well. So I'm proposing that we um, create a full-time position and I'd like it, it to be a shared position. So about 60% of the time would be working with administration and focusing on delivering exceptional customer service for a full experience from start to finish 
and 40% of the time will be pledged to helping us get on our feet with the new firehouse event venue, community events, senior events, and private events. Uh, begin building some of the systems that we need, digital and other scheduling, website presence, and uh, helping me reach out to all of the potential community agencies, neighborhood groups, partners that would be interested in, in booking that space and developing those relationships. And my goal is, even though it's not necessary, but my goal is as the firehouse begins to cash flow, that wasn't a, a goal of the trustees in making it an event center, the focus was on returning it to the community, but there will be cash flow from private events that we can shift some of the salary to the firehouse for that. So the position is customer service, the point of contact for here at administration, and also customer service for scheduling point of contact at the firehouse. And so I'd like to um, share with you, although we're not voting on this this evening, we're voting on creating the position, but my choice for the position would be Lauren Allison, who came to us last fall during the audit as a temp. And Lauren has brought a breath of fresh air to this township. <laughs> she has such a passion for and energy for talking to people. And she really cares about, not that we don't, but we're all so tied up and so busy doing things. As I said, we, we, we take care of it and we move on. Lauren really shows the callers, residents, that she cares. She's interested in their concerns. She follows through. She hunts down the information. She calls them back. And she hustles on everything in the front office as well. So um, I am really excited. I would like to bring Lauren on full time. But as I said this evening, we're asking for you to create the position. Our law director said that the Ohio Code doesn't actually require a resolution. We can do it by motion. But I wanted in the <coughs> resolution to share with you the position description that I put together. And you can see the language in there about focusing on the customer experience and making the residents feel like if you think of a place that you go and you walk out, I think of Chick-fil-A um, because <laughs> you know I go there just because they're so amazing. And I, I, I leave feeling like I've just had an hour with the therapist. And so Lauren does that for us in the office, and she does it for people on the call. And I want that to be part of our culture here. And so I just wanted to go ahead and bring it to you as a resolution so that you could have all that information. If we don't make a, we don't do anything with it tonight. We're, we're going to, we're, it's a first reading only. Okay, got it. Right. I'd like to say something. Um, I'm in 100% in favor of this, and I, we all know the hours that you work, Melissa, and so, and the $1.1 million in grants that you brought into the community. And so we all know Lauren, and Lauren's great, and I support this position. I love that you put the word cheerful in the job description because I think that describes her. And so um, if the community has any questions, um, call Lauren, and you'll get a cheerful response to that. I appreciate you saying that. And I I'm going to call her. <laughs> I could use some cheer. <laughs> We, um, I've heard nothing but good things about her she, too. So. She's terrific, and the and the crew really enjoys her, and people yes. really responding to her. So I just want to say I appreciate that you pointed that out. So her position description, this is not another position to build more staff in an institution. The position description is outcome based. Yes. So it's here's what our expectation is in terms of, um, you know, going the extra mile, always doing the plus one because that's what she brings to us and her position description is based on that. And also all of our new employees uh, are uh, required by trustee uh, resolution a six-month probation. Okay. 
Okay. Great. Uh, also an administrative uh, second resolution uh, administration as well. Uh, reappointing Michael Lemon as a special advisor to the Board of Trustees for June 1 through December 31, 2021. And with this one, we'll be dispensing with the second reading and authorizing the terms of appointment. So nothing has changed from Mike Lemon's original contract, which was effective last June through this May 31st. This will extend Mike's contract to align with the, the end of the reorganization period for the Little Miami Fire District. So nothing has been changed in the contract except to extend the date of the contract by six additional um, months. Okay. Do you have any questions? Nope. Yeah. Okay. You have heard the, uh, I've read the title of the resolution. You've heard the first reading on this one. We're going to do a vote on the first reading and then a vote to dispense with the second reading and then it will be effective. So uh, may I have a motion and a second for the so reading. moved. Fire second. 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 Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. So our next resolution is <clears throat> relating to the conversation earlier today. Uh, let me read the title. It is in relation to the uh, to the waste levy. Resolution declaring the necessity of levying a replacement tax in excess of the 10 mil limitation within the unincorporated area of Columbia Township, Hamilton County, Ohio, to provide for the collection and disposal of garbage, refuge, including yard waste, and the collection of materials for recycling in the Columbia Township Waste District and requesting the county auditor to certify matters required under uh, revised code 5705 and dispensing with the second reading. Just a brief tee up on this opportunity. Um, as I said earlier on the position description, when you uh, and, and Brian and David have already uh, um, spent some time on, so I won't spend a lot of time on it, but one of the things that this board told me, again, a year plus ago in my hire, is that with all of the work that the board had done with building the um, a stru what I call a house of bricks uh, between you and, and the former administrator Mike Lemon that with the change in the administration from Mike to me that we were ready to be able to take the funds that we had in our house and to begin to do your terminology was big things for this community and so, uh, as you mentioned earlier, that there has, has been some discussion between the, uh, me and Brian and, and me and you and then Susan and I have talked as well about what's the best use of the funds that we have built and the new income that we, are, that we have coming in. And today we have an opportunity for the board to consider one option for the additional funds additional revenue and that is to potentially do also for the first time as I understand it in the history of the township okay. is to uh, vote for a tax cut and so I wanted to explain very quickly how this would happen the value of this tax cut has the potential for two hundred thousand dollars per year to be given back to the community that is a million dollars every five years of tax relief for our residents and it does not put us in jeopardy with being able to cover the full costs of our waste program 
So I wanted to just say this, as I said very briefly, there are 19 agencies in Hamilton County that assess taxes through your property taxes. 19, one nine, Columbia Township trustees control directly three, mm -hmm. police, roads and bridges, and waste and recycling. Of the three, we're down to one that comes back to the voters for renewal. The other levies, police and roads and bridges, are called continuing levies. So they continue at the amount originally as voted. The waste levy is what I call a people's choice levy. We come back to the people every three years and decide if you want to continue this program, which happens to be our most popular program outside of snow and ice. But when you get outside of the snow and ice, this is our most popular program. And so it also is, is our lowest cost program in terms of the levy. That it, the amount that it generates is the lowest of all of our levies. So it's our most popular program, our least costly program, and it saves residents. And I'm not going to pitch it tonight because we'll talk about that as we move more toward uh, the November 2nd election. The focus tonight is on the opportunity to reduce the tax burden on our residents. But it, it reduces hassles on our residents in every step from the Rumpke collection, recycling, all the way through collecting yard waste and um, all the other aspects of the program. So, uh, Well, real quick, before you yeah. go into the motion or what have you, we, we need to make sure two things. One, we publicize what we've done just because it's hard to understand if we don't get our arms around it and explain it, both from a PR standpoint and also from an election standpoint that this is actually going to be lower than your taxes has been. So I just think we need to make sure we do a very good job of bringing the right resources on our team to explain to everybody exactly what we're doing. Because I think it's incredible. So when we talk about looking back, which we've done on the path and the uh, firehouse, I can't go back to 1950, um, but what we're proposing is... Volunteer fire department. Volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're proposing is the current levy is uh, 5.1 mills and the uh, last time the levy was increased was in 2015 so what we're proposing is that we actually go back to the tax rate in 2012 which uh, drops it to 3.5 mills which cuts it by a third and so, as I said earlier, the, the, the loss in income to the township is 200000 annually. Uh, we will continue to cover the other two-thirds with the lower waste levy, but we will give this break a million dollars every five years if the trustees support it back to the residents, and we will pull those funds from the marijuana dispensary. So what I think is interesting, coincidental, is that the year that our first uh, dispensary revenues come online, it happens to be the renewal year for this very popular program. And so it presents a great opportunity for the trustees to consider doing something big and historic uh, to show our financial strength and our uh, commitment to our residents to deliver exceptional services. Like you said earlier, I always say OPM, other people's money. The more other people open their wallets for Columbia Township, the less the residents have to. Okay, do we make a motion to approve this then? 
Yeah, if you want to have any conversation about it or... I think I'm good. I know enough about it. I make a motion we approve. Do I hear a second? A second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And if I could do a little, just a little bit of commentary, it's amazing. We've only got one of the two checks. We just got it in April. We're sitting here in early April, and kudos to you putting this together last minute. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, this isn't easy to do, and we, we can't discuss this for Sunshine Laws. Mm -hmm. We have to, all of us have to go through you individually, mm -hmm. and the, the agility of this township to make the decision like this is fantastic. Well, we also like the fact that you have the passion and, and the idea of coming up with ideas, so mm -hmm. I like that too. You were the one this yes. yesterday morning well. to say, what do you think about this? I said, sell it to Melissa, and if Melissa's on board, I can get behind it. But that's the way stuff happens. So yeah. I appreciate you, you know, throwing out new ideas and things to do it, because if not, we just keep moving. And we need to go demonstrate that this stuff really translates back to to the, you know, the, the constituents to pay the taxes and, and the voters and the homeowners and everybody else. So yep. it's been uh, a rough year, and if ever there was a time to do something nice for our residents, now this year would be it. And... Uh, our special services takes a lot. It takes a lot of uh, police cars. It takes yep. all our equipment, and we have equipment that's going to be, you know, be replaced. And I think we'll be able to do it all. So. And just to be consistent with what we said earlier is we're we're taking the leap of faith that the revenues <laughs> are going to continue to go up. So we're taking a leap of faith rather than waiting. And uh, we could be back revisiting this. Just just be aware yeah. of that. I doubt we will. I'm taking a leap of faith that all our incomes are going to go up year by year and the marijuana is going to go up year by year, but we don't know that. But we've taken the leap of faith. We don't even have the check coming from the second dispensary clinic. So I do want to be consistent. But at the same time, the question is, is do you put the renewal on the ballot or you give a little bit of relief? And the decision was made to give some relief. I think we need to go tell it. So We will. Yes. Great. All right. Can I, I want to make sure because this is the first of three steps mm -hmm. that are required in order to place the levy on the ballot on November 2nd. So I want to make sure that we vote to dispense with the second reading. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And then after we do that, then what I will do is that we will ask the auditor instead of certifying the amount that the, the 5.1 levy that would have been a renewal the auditor will be asked to certify the new lower 2012 version of 3.5 mills and then once I have the certification from the auditor at how much uh, revenue that will generate then I will come back to the board and the board will vote to um, place the levy on to the ballot and then we'll submit it to the Board of Elections. So what I'd like for you to do is to um, have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. Uh, so moved. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, two final uh, resolutions and they are emergencies and I will go through them quickly. Uh, number one, uh, and both of these emergency resolutions are due to equipment lead time. So we always have to have a reason for uh, our emergency resolutions and as a result of the pandemic and raw material supply and other production deficiencies, the lead time on getting both of these um, pieces of equipment is very long and so we want to make sure that we move very quickly. So the first is authorizing the administrator to enter into an agreement with the Hamilton County engineer to improve the Plainville Road pedestrian crosswalk at Grace Avenue 
with flashing safety lights and enhanced striping and signage throughout the Plainville corridor, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. So we've already talked about this before. Uh, I won't go into any more detail other than Plainville Road, as I've mentioned, is a Hamilton County road. So we had to reach out to Hamilton County and um, uh, get a partnership with them. This evening, you're authorizing me to enter into an agreement with Hamilton County Engineer that I will perform these improvements on their road at our cost. The estimated cost is going to be about $25,000. I will then submit a request for proposals to receive uh, quotes for the equipment and for the striping, the restriping, for the new flashers. And um, then I will bring that back to the board for approval and then we will purchase that. So I hope to have that back to you next um, month or even shorter. So do I have any uh, questions? I just have a comment. This is, I don't know how the timing of this traffic study worked out, but it's amazing that this all came together because if you know that area, um, the Madison Place Coffee Shop has kind of created a whole new walkable mm -hmm. portion of Madison Place, right? And on top of the Porsche and now the bike path, and now the firehouse, all of these things are coming together to where we have a truly, we're gonna have a really walkable community. And the fact that this, we can do this this summer and create better safety for the residents and the people that are visiting, all of the businesses there is just amazing. So I don't know who did the timing of this, but this is fantastic. Great stuff. Thanks yeah. for making this happen. Yeah. All right, here <laughs> what we go. What do we do? So I've read the title of the resolution. Uh, You've heard the first reading. It may have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. So we have second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. So may I have a motion and a second then to pass the resolution so and moved. invoke second. the emergency? Roll call. Well, second roll call. <laughs> who, who made Susan. first? Susan, thank you. David. And David, thank you. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, the, emer the emergency clause is invoked and resolutions in effect. Final resolution of the evening. Uh, authorizing the purchase of one 2022 international dump truck to replace a 20, 2005 excuse me, truck for snow and ice removal, road maintenance, and heavy hauling, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. So quick notes on this. The 2005, we have, a, we have a schedule for replacement of vehicles and equipment. When I started, I worked with John Servizi to set up. We have two uh, snow plows that are 2004-2005 uh, vintage. And the, they, the, the, the 2005, which is on this evening, was actually scheduled by my predecessor to be replaced in 2020. And we did not because COVID and a number of other reasons. Uh, and so uh, the payback for that was that in our, one of our most recent storms, this truck went down and there was nothing that we could do. No one could fix it. Uh, it went down uh, right as the storm started. The truck also, so hydraulics failed, the truck is rusted and it was already scheduled to be replaced. And so the good news is that there was $80,000 uh, in the 2020 budget that because we didn't spend, we carried it forward. And so um, we're the, for the cab and the chassis and then the upfit, after we trade in the two, we're going to hold on to the 2005 truck 
We don't expect this truck to be available until the very end of this year. So we're going, we had some interim repairs made to the 2005 truck. So we're going to bring this one on uh, by the end of this year. And then we will trade in the 2005 and that will reduce the cost of this truck even more. So the total net cost of the truck we estimate will be about $129,000, $130,000 after the trade-in of the other truck, 80000 of which was already in the prior budget, so we're looking at a difference of $50,000. Uh, we had to borrow, and so I want to say thank you to Anderson Township, we had to borrow one of Anderson Township's old uh, trucks to get through a multi-day storm because uh, the other one died. <laughs> so uh, this is another example of working together. working together. Yes, we do many things for them and they do many things for us. So, uh, and the newer models are, are a little more expensive but they also have more stainless on them. So they're ex expected to last longer because the problem with using Salt is that it rusts out the interior of the cab, it rusts out the dump body, uh, it damages all the lines, and so we expect that the useful life of this truck uh, will be longer. So do I have any questions? I'm impressed with your dump truck knowledge, more so than your sports knowledge. Good job. I got the dump truck gene, I don't think I got the sports gene. I do disclose that though. I think I put that on my resume. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's pass this as an emergency. I have read the first reading. We have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. So moved. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, I've, we've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And finally, may I have a motion to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. The resolution is in effect. We will be putting the purchase order in tomorrow. Thank you. Okay. Uh, next, I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, financial reports. Do I have a second? Second. Third. Second. Uh, roll call. Third. Uh, Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay. Next, I make a motion for the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. And last but not least, uh, I know everybody's waiting for this. I make a motion to adjourn. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Yeah.